you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Dan Hansis of the Around the NFL podcast. In the latest episode, we broke down all the action from week one of the preseason, and then we continued our division-by-division preview with the NFC Norris division. Check out the Around the NFL podcast on nfl.com slash podcast iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Going to the hurry of offense. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's. Go get you some of those delicious chicken McNuggets. Now 100% all white meat, no flavors or preservatives that are phony at the very least. We got a full boat here in Studio 66 and much to kibitz about. We're a matter of days away from kickoff in 2016 NFL. Ike Taylor's here, Matt Harmon, Matt Franciscovich, ready to cover it all. We have much to get to here. D- the D- uh, Doriel Green-Beckham trade, right. Ladarius Green, what's going on? We have what's real in preseason to talk about. Ooh, and a dear Ikey. Ooh, and a special wide receivers as desserts coming up for you in just a minute. Right now, though, Ike Taylor will play your intro song on the other side real quick. Tell me one thing, because I've long spoken out against the lie that is the month-long preseason. All you see are lies. All you're going to do is get distracted by the reality. Don't look at it, and you won't get swayed by the nonsense. Tell me one thing you saw, though, in week one of the preseason that is true. That Prescott. That's for real? We, we've we been talking about this guy. We have been. I, yeah, that's for, for real. Because I had opportunity to work out with him in Orlando. And uh, it's just his personality. Cool, calm, collective. Uh, nothing really bothers him. And when you put him with the first team, he dropped dimes. He's dropping dimes. So one thing you can't coach for a quarterback, I think, at a young age is knowing matchups. Yeah, you can tell him where to go. You can tell him what coverage. This way you should throw the ball. But that goes out the window. And what went out the window in the L.A. Rams game was I got the number two corner on my number one receiver. 
I like my eyes on my number one receiver on the number one corner, let alone the number two receiver, I mean number two corner. I'm throwing the ball in the red zone pretty much every time I can to Des, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah, that's good sense of the right decision-making. But then again, like we talked about a week or two ago, I love the ability of a guy, especially as a backup. If Tony Romo goes down for the full season, the Cowboys are scuttled for 2016. But if you need somebody to jump in there for a game or two, give me Dak Prescott over just about any other option out there because of the instincts. Let him run free. He's unknown. He's a mystery to other NFL teams out there. How do you uh, account for decision-making that he is, if, if it's just instinctual and he's and he's uh, taking a run? How say you, Matt Harmon? Well, in terms of what I watch for in the preseason, yeah. I think, I, and we talked about this yesterday, the most important thing is to follow up from stories that have been developing all offseason. I like to call it the drumbeat of the offseason. You know, it starts a little quieter in minicamp. It builds up into training camp, and then in the preseasons when it should be at its loudest. So players like Terrence West or Kristen Michael, who have been getting buzz all offseason, then you see that become a reality on their preseason film. That's something I think you can take seriously rather than just a guy who maybe flashes in the third or fourth quarter of a preseason game against guys who might not make the roster. So you think Terrence West gets the majority of the touches in Baltimore in I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out. And that's the thing. I always prefer to be more aggressive about buying into that stuff as opposed to just completely writing it off because we've seen again and again. I mean, Deion Lewis last year. I remember I remember Handsome Hank laughing at me at our preseason uh, mock draft – or not mock draft, actual NFL desk league draft when I took Deion Lewis and you're just going to cut him for a kicker anyways – Lo and behold, Deion Lewis ends up being a real thing because that drumbeat was reality all offseason. Franciscovich, I'll say you. One truth. Look, we saw a lot of good performances from running backs this week in the preseason game. Derrick Henry, DeMarco Murray, Melvin Gordon all had nice runs, big touchdowns. The one guy I've been uh, pounding the table for is Kristen Michael. Nobody saw him coming. Everyone's kind of counted him out after three years in the league. He hasn't produced. He, the offseason drumbeat, as Harmon said, for Michael was consistent this whole summer. The coaching staff is on board there. He came out in the preseason. He had 44 yards on seven carries, and I think he's the real deal there. We all kind of thought when Marshawn Lynch retired that Thomas Rawls would be the lead back, and he's probably still the primary guy there, but watch out for Kristen Michael in that backfield. Yeah, but C.J. Procise, and then you got, uh, like you say, Thomas Rawls. It's It's hard to read, certainly from a fantasy perspective. It's a full-blown committee at this point. Next up, and we'll talk more about those truths and the myths, and uh, we'll talk about how Matt Harmon presents those for you every week. Coming up, meantime, Ike, Ladarius Green, murky stuff in Pittsburgh, one of three storylines that's uh, that's less than clear with James Harrison and whether or not he's going to abide by what the NFL wants to do along with those other guys. There is Levy and Bell and his looming suspension. Some people are saying, including you and Maurice Jones-Drew, that you aren't 100% that that, uh, that suspension is going to stand. But Ladarius Green, the big ticket free agent guy, the Steelers don't typically go out and sign those guys. He was supposed to take the place of Heath Miller. Now, is it owed to concussions? Is it an ankle? What's going on here? But that water is murky. Yes. <laughs> Mike Tomlin gets up and says it has nothing to do with concussions. Right now, it's it's very murky, man. You just don't understand. Like for for some reason, this guy for one hasn't played a while. For two, um, he he sat out in minicamp for a good little bit, had surgery and whatever in the off season. Now it's training camp, and you paid him this money, and I can't even see my money develop. Like, I want to see my money develop. Hmm. These are the times where you build relationships between yourself, the offensive line, and Ben. 
especially Ben. Training camp, these are the times where you get in the red zone, you become that threat, um, where you match up problems, formation problems. I can't even see that right now. Well, but that's I, maybe why Roethlisberger with the local media is sort of, I mean, if you read the uh, online, you go and read the local papers and everything, people are saying that flat out Roethlisberger is sort of like eye-rolling. A lot of the guys on the Steelers are eye-rolling about what's going on with Ladarius Green. There's something weird going on here. Either something weird or somebody lying. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the two, and it's probably somebody lying. <laughs> that's that's. Just, What's your? Do you have any insight on it? No, I can get insight on it if <laughs> if I really want to. But um, it's just like you said, man. Weird is probably the word to use. Like this guy hasn't been on the field yet. Mm-hmm. Like is his ankle that bad? Is it? I don't understand ankle being that bad. Martavis Bryan and Lev Bell's suspension, like I say, we assume that's going to hold for four games. And now this, a lot of self-inflicted wounds or or weird stuff happening to derail what's supposed to be one of the great offenses. What do you do here now, Harmon? If you're from a fantasy perspective, do you draft James Jones? Who, by the, I mean, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Jesse James. He, by the way, is sneaky good option as a pass catcher, I feel like. He's quite athletic. Uh, he tested well at the combine. He could be that guy if Green does, in fact, sit out. But this whole offense right now, I think we have to dial back expectations. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was like the consensus fourth or fifth quarterback off the board in fantasy. I don't think you can do that anymore now. Not to mention he was always kind of up and – like he's a great NFL player, don't get me wrong. Of course, everybody knows that. But from a fantasy perspective, just because of the way they do things, he's been a little bit of like he'll have the real big games, then he'll have a sort of a quiet game. And especially he's got some weird home road splits. So he's not – putting up these numbers on a week-to-week basis that you'd expect out of a top-five quarterback. And now with Martavis gone, with Bell gone for four games, and, you know, I talked about the off-season drumbeat. That was beating pretty loudly for Sammy Coates, and then that came to a quick halt in that first preseason game. He was playing deep into the fourth quarter and wasn't looking great with the starters anyways. So you have to just kind of think dial back expectations for this entire Well, offense. Bell is facing. I don't right, think facing. Bell is actually going to get – I, uh, you keep saying that. It is interesting that uh, that you seem, and several other people I've talked to, see, who would seem to know, seem to think that this is maybe going to go away. I'm not a I'm not a huge fantasy guy, but if you can just keep your eye out on Darius Hayward Bay, like really? like yeah. quiet, quietly, just throughout the camp, they say he revamping himself hmm. into being that first round receiver. He just needed a change of venue, like when he left. Oakland at the time, it was more materialistic. Like, this is what I have. Sure, yeah, he flashed more. I drive. No, this is this is the kind of car I drive. Rather than being a football player, got to Pittsburgh, saw the love and the family orientation in that locker room. Like, hey, DHB man, you really can be one of those guys for us. And you can just tell in the preseason games, like, he's finally taking over. It's one thing you can't you can't coach, and that's height and that's speed. And for some degree, we all know he has the speed. Height is on the side, but they're talking week in and week out how Darius – He just fights the ball like Ted Ginn does sometimes. I, I was going to say – some, some, Sometimes he does, but they was like, man, as soon as as soon as soon Martavis Bryant uh, knew he was going to get suspended for that year, Darius DHB just took off mentally, and now he's just hmm. – he's showing up.
I was going to say, though, Ted Ginn, that's a great example of a guy that was, you know, a pretty much a bust or whatever yeah. in Miami, and then he played, like, a bit role in Arizona in the 49ers, but he had a 10 touchdowns last 10 year. touchdowns. You know, and so if you're looking for cheap production, if, if these guys like Coates don't step up, if Green never gets on the field, somebody that does buy into the program there, even if they're not a perfect player like Darius Hayward Bay, can give you production. Well, I think Darius is just going to uh, – he's, he's the starter anyway. Right. Like, it's him, Antonio Brown – and Marcus Wheaton, them three guys are going to start. If they, like you said, if they get good production out of the young guy, Sammy Coates, well, that's a plus. I, I think that's what it is. Daniel Jeremiah, of course, the great scout uh, who we all work with here, uh, pointed out what I thought was always the knock on Sammy Coates, and he said, yeah, everybody seems to have forgotten that he can't catch, that he makes a lot of splashy plays, but he also drops play, uh, drops a lot of passes. Sammy Coates? Yeah. So you got to understand, at Auburn, he was a blocker. So he he's 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 really developing into a receiver in the NFL. They ask him to block a lot, uh, run a nine, run a go route, uh, see if you can out jump somebody. We'll give you the ball right now, see if you can make somebody miss, run them over. Now he he really didn't have to run route. So under Coach Man, our wide receiver coach, he's really turning him to an actual receiver. So mm-hmm. he came in twenty pounds lighter in the off season. So it's just it's it's gonna take time. Is he a Martavius Bryant? No. No, far, 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 <laughs> far. Like, the, like, the, and this is what people got to understand about that offense. A.B. is A.B. Le'Veon is Le'Veon. Ben is Ben. But golly, that Martavius, like, he was that threat yeah. on that offense. Deep and shallow. Like, you had to know where A.B. is. But please. Keep a big eye. Keep a big eye. Keep one eye open for Martavis. You're sta- as a Steeler fan, I'm starting to get sad. I'm like, sad. Of what <laughs> Very sad. Uh, yeah, and Franciscovich yeah. as well. Franciscovich <laughs> moving on here in the uh, in the Andy Reid style hurry up, which is to say, obviously, we don't hurry up at all here. Last issue on this one. Elmo, you know, I've got the little ones, and so I, am, I have a lot of exposure to Sesame Street. Elmo, to me, Gets all the attention. Every all the kids love him. But in my book, I go old school. Grover or Elmo? How say you? I like Grover because he's kind of the underdog there. That's right. Everyone loves Elmo, like you said. Like what? You know. But Grover, what's what's to hate about Grover? Uh, he he's from an indeterminate homeland. He has that accent, but he's very funny. Elmo just whines and laughs out loud all the time when he doesn't. You know, because everything falls into his lap. Ike, Elmo no. or Grover? I'm gonna go with Elmo all day. Uh, Elmo. Defend Elmo for me. That's that's how I was raised. I was brainwashed. There you go. <laughs> there you go. go with Elmo. Elmo's been around so long that you but remember him as a kid. No question. Really? No question. Elmo, me, me, me. Like, do you know <laughs> that you are very strong? El Grover's way funnier. Man, Elmo He's more mature. Elmo too. got his own shirts, man. I don't. I don't. What do I care? He's got better marketing people than. Uh, He's got a whole port over. It doesn't make it better. My point is exactly. I've been brainwashed. I see. I see. <laughs> Harmon? I don't really have a strong opinion on this, to be honest with you. Like, I don't – I was never a big Elmo guy. I thought he was kind of obnoxious, like you alluded to. <laughs> I really didn't watch the Sesame Streets that much growing up. What? Yeah. No, I was more of a Barney guy. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Why Barney. Barney? Yo, got, yo there's, there are some really embarrassing uh, videos of me, like, watching Barney from a childhood – like, from my childhood. He <laughs> was here. your guy, man. Yeah. That's cool. This but, is fun. Let's just move on yeah. and start yeah. the show here. <laughs> David. Football. Football, David. 
The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yes, hi and hello and welcome to the DDFP. Again, presented by McDonald's. Go get the Chicken McNuggets. I've eaten them. They're delicious. How many nuggets you ate? I ate 10, and we talked about this, and I don't want, I don't need to, to uh, you know. You eat 10 nuggets in the morning. In the morning? What's in the morning to you? Maybe it was 11-ish. Okay. Too well, I mean, that's still technically the morning. Post-breakfast? There's a lot of foods. That's I, brunch. There's a lot of foods I cannot eat before noon. Such like as? Nuggets. Nuggets would be one. Ten of them. No, I can't eat ten. We're fries in a drink. That's disgusting. How about a McFlurry? Well, if you if you drink soda, I mean, you shouldn't drink soda at all, ever, period. But if you drink it before noon, there's something really wrong with you. Oh, no, no, no. Mo Damashek, you my mother. So. I don't drink soda, Ike. Oh, okay. No, I never drink soda. But that's it's like Ike with Elmo. It's all marketing. People would say, oh, you can't drink a milkshake in the morning. But what, what's in it that you don't eat? With breakfast items, if you eat your cereal. I'm just saying there's like a mental part of, especially anything like that's super sweet, I, that makes me sick in the morning. I can't deal with that. All right, we're, we're peeling back the onion. That is I'm Matt surrounded Harmon. by beards. <laughs> well, you have a You're beard welcome. You I know, some, four, technically there. four beards in Studio 66 right now. Um, before we jump into foot, well, you know what, Franciscovich, let's talk about that because we were just talking wide receivers here. Doriel Green Beckham dealt from the Titans – Mid preseason, it's unusual, obviously, to see trades ever in the NFL uh, compared to the other three major American sports. In preseason, a guy in his second year, to me, he looked awfully good in in at least stretches last year. What gives here, and what does this mean in his new home? Are you drafting him as a Philadelphia Eagle in fantasy? What gives? I don't know. It's it's kind of weird because the Titans don't really have a lot of wide receivers to go around, and it's weird that they would ship one out like that. So we're, we were talking earlier, there might be something else going red on. Red flag, right, Ike? Kind of. Yeah, it's definitely. There's something going not on. Not even yeah, a you red don't flag. Well, I would like to say a question mark, a big question mark, like what's really going on? That should be his and, new number. He and, just comes out with a big question mark <laughs> on his jersey. And Coach, and Coach uh, Malarkey, man, is he's getting back into that old Pittsburgh still around. He He's running the ball. Yeah. But is he going That's too right. far? They, but is he going no. too far? Because DeMarco Murray, by the way, I my truth from week one is DeMarco Murray is going to play better in 2016 than he did in 2015. He was miscast. Ike, we talked about that ad nauseum, that what they needed to do with DeMarco Murray in Philly or anywhere else is, is have him dot the I, essentially. They, they they used him oddly. Now they're going to, at least in Tennessee, give him a chance to succeed or at least uh, use or, or play into his uh, skill set, right? I'm, I'm going to throw something out here. And I know we're talking about uh, Durham Green Beckham, but – I think personally, Tennessee will have two thousand yard rushers wow. this year. When was the last time that oh. happened? Was that in Carolina in two thousand and nine? That was the last. That sounds time, right. I think so. That's, yeah, that sounds that's, right. The that's my that's Stewart. my personal strong opinion, and that's why because you let a receiver go, you have a young quarterback, you have a young offensive line, you're trying to establish, and what's the word I'm looking for? An identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to run the ball. So he's he even has a nickname. Coach Mike Malarkey has a nickname, Thunder and Thunder. So if I'm gonna have Thunder and Thunder, I'm gonna use Thunder and Thunder a lot. It's gonna be a lot of play action. You're tight end, uh, Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. He's gonna be key. He's gonna have another outstanding season because it's gonna be play action, play action, getting the red zone. Up, oh, nope, never mind. You know what? Delaney's wide open. Mm. He's gonna use that. So for your two outside receivers. 
I don't want to say you really don't need them. You can put them in motion, make sure they match your problems, but them two rhinos in the back that you have, you're going to use them a lot. It's going to bring Mariota along slowly. Then the following year, you limit them two boys, the two rhinos, carries, get a receiver, bring them along, Marcus Mariota along, let them pass a little bit more, and there you go. That was the recipe. Well, that that was the recipe I saw that he used for Ben because we had yeah, Jerome right. Bettis and Deuce Staley at the time. It's funny you say that because what it reminds me of is what the Niners did under Jim Harbaugh and – and the guy who really benefited from that in the passing game was Vernon Davis, you know, and to some degree then Anquan Bolden really came on as that year went along. I think that's the formula there. I just wonder if they're going too far because Doriel Green Beckham is clearly a talent. It reminds me, and ironically, they dealt him up to Philadelphia that just went through this major purge of talent to try and suit Chip Kelly's failed philosophy, I wonder if in a year from now we're going to be saying, like, oh, Mike Malarkey, he went too far. He flew. Nah, he was like Icarus, went too I close to the so. sun with this running jazz. What do you think about uh, – what do you think about – are you are you super high on DeMarco Murray and or Derrick Henry, Matt Harmon, as a fantasy guy? I really like Derrick Henry more. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I thought he was great in college. I thought he got kind of a bad rap as, like, a Brandon Jacobs or a, a LeGarrette Blunt type. But to me, he's so explosive running outside, and you saw that several times in the preseason and he's just a better outside runner even than an inside runner and that's frightening with how big he is and how just overwhelmingly huge he is I I could I, I you know you guys obviously didn't lose a lot of games in Pittsburgh but I could not imagine being a defender in the fourth quarter you know if the other smack team's ahead and, in the face yeah and I would try to smack him in the face really like <laughs> just <laughs> like like I, I took pride in I, I love when my linebackers be like Ike 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 like we're in Pittsburgh. That was a good hit. Good hit. Wake up. Let's go. That 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 meant a lot to me. That that meant a lot to me. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't imagine that guy like trying to tackle him in the fourth quarter after playing a entire game. I would love it. I you're, would love it. You're a bolder man than I, but that's why you play in the NFL. No, I, I I I see exactly what you're saying, and I totally agree. I had this guy, him and that press guy in Orlando, Florida, working out with Coach Shaw for the combine, and uh. I thought he was an offensive lineman, really, when I yeah. first saw him. Yeah, he's a gigantic fella. He's, he's legit 6'3". But he's That's got right. a baby face, and so like, it's the, disorienting. DeMarco Murray's not a small guy. Either. At all. No. And, and Henry kind of, like, towers over him. It's crazy. But, it's, but he has good feet. Usually them guys, they just one-cut guys. Yeah. If you watch the preseason, he was jump-cutting. Yeah. He was moving side-to-side side laterally pretty good. Right. And what you got to understand is he played in the SEC. I've never seen somebody catch him from behind. Yeah. Never. Ever. Like, once yeah, he breaks out, he breaks Fair. out. Fair point. Um, well, the other thing, too, is uh, with the, the uh, you know, and I like Doriel Green Beckham just as a physical talent, but one thing that you go back, and I point this out a lot, but look at the teams that are getting to the Super Bowl. Not getting to the playoffs, but getting to the Super Bowl. It's not like you have to have a dominant number one wide receiver to get there. That's not something that's essential. What you need is depth on both sides of the line. And so I'm not, I don't want to go through my whole list. But one thing that is not on that list of essential is a dominant number one receiver. Derrick Henry or DeMarco Murray? Franciscovich, how uh, say you? Well, in fantasy? Yeah. Well, Henry's the value pick. He's not going to like maybe the ninth round at this point. Um, so you're going to have to pay more to get DeMarco Murray. But it's kind of up in the air as to how they're going to use them. They're, they're both going to be on the field at the same time. 
it's kind of a question mark. So, you know, if you're not willing to take the risk on Murray, go Henry later. If you want to, you know, take that gamble and go Murray early, I think he's, like you said, is going to have a bit of a bounce back there in Tennessee. So, uh, One thing, um, Harmon and Franciscovich track down their pages uh, at NFL.com. Great stuff uh, from a fantasy perspective. Everybody's drafting right now, of course, so it makes perfect sense to have you guys around here. And Ike obviously want you weighing in on this, too. It seems to me two guys, and I don't, I don't know how we blend, you know, real football versus fantasy football. Before, you know, before I make this point, I want to make another point back to what you were saying there, Ike. I always, I think the thing where fantasy got, you know, butts heads, just as you used to do, with uh, with <laughs> the reality of football, is that there's is the attrition of grinding a team for four quarters is harder to recognize than passing yards. They're cleaner to look at a page and say, like, this guy's completion percentage and look at how we're dominating in this regard. It's harder to gauge that we're winning because we're wearing them down. And so it feels oddly unsatisfying to try and grind somebody on the ground and then hopefully your defense does uh, does its part to keep the score relatively low. But that is ultimately... I guess I would say still the more effective. If if you had to play one kind of ball, I still think I maybe it's because I grew up in Pittsburgh and watched it work for no, so yeah. long. But I I still like even in the passing age that I like that kind of ball as a, as a winning philosophy. Drew Brees and we know Drew Brees from from being a passing quarterback. But when they won the Super Bowl, that was top five in rushing. Mm-hmm. People don't want to talk about that. Tom Brady. Um, they rush different. Yeah, they're the exception, even though no, because no, no. you almost can throw out what the Patriots no, do. No, 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 no. This, rest of the league this, this, they, short passes are their running game. Yeah, that's true. So that's how they rush. You know, they they rush by giving the ball to Edelman. Um, they rush by giving the ball to to the tight ends. Like I'm gonna throw these quick short passes. I'm gonna get my slot receivers in open space right now, and that's gonna be our rushing game. We pass him, but it's really it's a run play. Mm-hmm. So that's why you might see a guy, uh, Edelman, with 112 catches, but he only has 900 yards because he's in a short, confined space, and they just chopping. They just chopping. They just chopping. But they get it. They're just looking at it from a different angle. Football is all about running. You enforce your will. It's a prideful thing. Time of possession. Yeah, that's key. That's that's the first thing these offensive coordinators look at, like, how long did we have the ball? Oh, we had the ball for four minutes on this drive? Oh, that's perfect. Let's see if we can get it for the next four on the next drive. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't score, you kick a field goal, it's just your will, your will. So then, like you said, now fourth and quarter. And breaks come, the will of the other team. I always, there are so many games I think of in, in the fourth quarter where you could just feel like Jerome Bettis, three yards in a cloud of dust, and you could just feel the Denver. other team helpless to stop it. We, well, This is maddening. We can't Denver, stop them from Denver, doing this. <laughs> Denver won it off great defense right. in a running game. Yeah, Seahawks uh, keep getting to the Super Bowl. Carolina got there, obviously, off of a run. Great defense, but with a running game. Right. Yeah, Ted again had probably his best career season with the 10 tubs, but don't get it twisted. At, at some point in time when they needed to play, they asked Cam to run. Yeah, mm-hmm. So by the end of the day, your fantasy is all good. It it is it, is it makes us as fans feel like we're owners. So oh, I picked this person. Oh, I was the right pick. I told you I got it. I told you I had it. Didn't I tell you? I should own me a team. Didn't I tell you? I picked this person. Oh, I told you I got it. I told you I had it. So 
it puts us in tune from an owner's perspective to feel like we're really a part of our picks. Like, hey, man, I was right on this one. That's all it is. Because if, you, if you're wrong I also think pick, it disorients us, though, like I say, to, but by to the, by the with, with, like, oh, running yeah. the football. If you can grind oh, the yeah. team in that way, that's, to me, that's the way to win in the NFL still in 2016. No question. There's, no, there's no question that fantasy's been good for the league in terms of its sure. popularity and yes. people want to watch more games because yes. their, their players are in there. But, I mean, as a guy that does fantasy for a living – there's no question also that it's not always a perfect way to measure who's good and who's not. I mean, you see quarterbacks rack up stats in garbage time, yeah. you know, whether it's receivers or running backs. I mean, I made a whole case against Todd Gurley as a top five fantasy pick without anything to do with how good he is at football, which anybody with eyes can see. But it's about opportunities and what quarterback you're attached to, what running or what uh, offense you're in. And that has nothing to do with how good you are at football. So, yeah, fantasy is probably more about a math-based game than a football-based game. They just happen to kind of collide with each mm-hmm. other. It's fascinating how, yeah, like I say, it can disorient you, though, from uh, – No question. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, Harmon, though, tell us about – and uh, back to the theme of I, preseason to me is a Civil War reenactment. It looks all, – it all looks real, but it is ultimately meaningless – at best and at worst, it just distracts you from the reality of what these teams are going to try to do. Case in point, the Houston Texans, what they did in their first week, a lot of people I heard nationally bashing Brock Osweiler. What a bust already. He's a bust. Can we really declare somebody a bust after one after one preseason game? Jared Goff, what, what did the Rams do here? Loco kind of talk like that. Yeah. First of all, just tell everybody to where to find uh, your, what do you call it again? Smoke screens. Oh, hype train or smoke screen. You can find. So I I look at probably about. I'm supposed to be writing another one right now while I'm up here, but uh, you know it's not important. (laughs) Um, I do one every week up until uh, the end of the preseason. So I've done two so far. I will do two more and uh, essentially look at like three players that are getting a ton of that off season buzz and their preseason buzz and say, is this something we can really buy into? Do we get on the hype train or is it just a a smoke screen? You know, from coaches or whatever. And you can find that at NFL.com/slash/Harmon. Great. And uh, so two guys I want to talk about real quick here. First of all, like I just mentioned, Brock Osweiler. I mean, you talk about a favorable spot to walk into no matter who you are. Best best of them. You get yeah. Lamar Miller yes. in the backfield, drop back That's there. That's the check. They have three very talented young wide receivers. At least I would give you check. four. At check. least high pedigree. At least check. they're at least base. Well, you got one for sure in Nook Hopkins. Right. The, well, that's a that's check. a definite. But then yes. Jalen Strong's coming on. Will Fuller? What? Well, who else? Braxton Miller, Miller looked. He looked. Oh, Braxton good. Miller is a wild card of a guy. Even if no, even no, if no. he's not going to play a big role, he's going to give him he's, explosive plays. Yes. Yeah. Like you like to talk about jingle pieces. Yes. Braxton Miller is that jingle piece. You think so? To the offense. Yeah. I I I listen. He could be a lot of fun this year. He yes. may not get a ton of touches. He's. I mean, the easy comparison is Antoine Randall L. Got you know college QB knows how to run around. You can give him the Braxton, ball in the backfield. Braxton is bigger is guy. The, yeah, he's a, he's a bigger guy. Couple of under the radar Texans too to watch on offense. Tyler Irvin, a fourth round pick out of San Jose State, the running back. They've tried just recently last year. They tried Cecil Schwartz and then I think Akeem Hunt in like kind of I might be mixing that name up, but like a backup running back in sort of like a hybrid slasher role. And when they drafted Irvin, they said they were going to put him right in that position. 
and they were carving like a specific role for him on offense. So look for him to to make explosive plays too. He was great in the Mountain West. And then also they also they also acquired another player, Steven Anderson, an undrafted free agency out of Cal. He's been getting a lot of buzz too at tight end, and they don't have an established. They don't have there. a tight end there. Franciscovich, are you first of all? Is Brock Osweiler somebody who's draftable, or is he too uh, too low down? Not in like a standard. Not, yeah, not in a standard league. No. I just feel like he should put up numbers. Just, I just don't know how you wouldn't. What's look, that offense going to be? He's going to a lot of it's going to be instead of handing the ball to Lamar Miller, it's going to be dumping him off, right. passing yards, and then of course DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to put up some numbers that way. Plus with the other couple. I just think people saw Brock Osweiler last year in Denver, and he didn't produce from a fantasy. That was a bum offense though. Well, yeah, but you got, you got any, two elite wide receivers. Exactly. There. I was about to say yeah. that. True. So, and he didn't, you know, from a fantasy perspective, he wasn't like a top 10 guy in the games that he did start. So I think people Bill are. Bill O'Brien working with him. I just saw, you know. Well, it, it's all it, about the potential. If he comes out week one, week two, and has put some good games together, then people will jump on board. He'll become a waiver wire guy, a streaming quarterback, as we call them. But yeah. unless you're in a deeper league, there's no reason to really draft. Are Oswald. you getting a Jared Goff? Would you like us to get the Jared yeah, Goff? I, I like I like what I saw in Jared Goff. Okay, I you That's know what nice I was about to talk. And by the way, is Jalen Strong a guy to draft? And in what round do you grab him? I think you can take him in kind of like the end of drafts. You want to see him secure the starting spot over Will over Fuller, Will Fuller okay. uh, which he did not in the first in the first preseason game. It was pretty much Miller and Fuller out there with mm. the three wide receiver sets, and then Strong played later into the game. Will Fuller was out there later too, but. He's another guy. He was one of the first ones I wrote up for Hype Train and Smokescreen, and he's been getting a ton of buzz this offseason. I, I like his potential there as a possession receiver. I want to talk about the other team. that A guy who feels like a wild card but who's in a good spot is Ryan Tannehill, and he really has to turn the corner. But all right, yeah, let's uh, dera- let's uh, step uh, uh, take a step into L.A. First of all, proud of and kudos to our pal Maurice Jones-Drew yes, who killed yeah. it in his first radio gig. I listened to him yes. call, doing the analysis there, and he says, oh, I have a lot to learn. I'm only going to get better now. Hey, now, Sheck. <laughs> hey, now. Going to get better now, but nice. he is he's already very yeah. good. What did you like about Jared Goff, Ike? A lot of – I think the majority of people sort of poo-pooed his uh, – Yeah, they poo-pooed because there. they ain't really looking at it. You got you got three receivers that had three drops. So mm-hmm. instead of going four for right. nine, you go seven for nine. He threw a dart down the middle towards his uh, guy in motion, his receiver, and he dropped it. Yep. He threw a time route on the outside to the left to his receiver, and he dropped it. He threw a crossing route to a receiver, and his receiver stopped, should have kept going, and he dropped it. So I'm like, man, for a rookie, a young rookie quarterback, for him to make them decisions, know where to go, right now reading the defense, got a strong live arm, it's hot, help him out by catching the ball. And I felt like I hear you. the other no, thing too. I feel like I he's. Feel like I mean, he's got didn't. Todd Gurley, but I don't. Lo- Tavon Austin as your number one, or Kenny Britt is sort of a wild card guy. Pharaoh Cooper, people are excited about. Then why did he fall so far in the well, draft say, to be such a special use, player? They're going to use know. Tavon like how they did at West Virginia. He's going to play running back. He, a little you know, bit. he had the yeah. same number yeah. of carries as he did catches yeah. in 2015. He had like 500 rushing yards. Yeah, last so year. Yeah, I think he had 52 and 52. Yeah, so maybe like Braxton Miller in other words. Yeah. So, all right, so you like Jared Goff. I do get starting 
Uh, I, you know, at least in week one, you start Case Keenum because the game is in no. San Francisco. No. That's a lot of pressure for the kid. Jared Goff's from there. No. You're putting his first NFL game. You don't no. start him up there. That's yes, too do. much. Yes, you start Jared Goff? You got to start Jared Goff. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, but that, that's an extra layer to throw on like, hey, oh, by the way, two or 300 of your friends and family are in the stands too. It, it, it doesn't matter. You, you still got tied in, in the back. So I can still throw 17 times and hand the ball off 30. Like, I'm cool with that. As an yeah, offensive coordinator, I'm cool with that. I'm not going to ask Jerry to go out and win this game. I'm not going to ask him to throw 32 times. Because 32 times, that's 32, two, 32 opportunities to get hurt. Yeah, but it really – you lose to the Niners in week one, a Niners team that should be a bum team. You don't win week, that one. Week, that's a, week, week that's a bad start to week, the year. Week what? Number one. It, it doesn't matter. You got 15 more games left. The same, the same way with the Texans. How they start it off? Because I always think psychologically it's better for a kid to be the savior in that situation, which no. is to say, wow, our, our starting QB isn't doing well. Hey, kid, come be the hero. Better than like, hey, you're starting, but if it doesn't go well, we're going to yank you. That's that's psychological. Uh, Mike's point here, though, like, no. you know, he's playing in the into the second and third quarter of these preseason games with second and third team receivers. And even with the offensive line, like, they showed that on hard knocks, like him trying to get that center exchange. It would be much better if he's doing that at least a little bit with the starting guys that hopefully he's going to be building around for the next few years. I, I don't know if, if golf has been so much of a disaster as he has seemingly been in training camp from reports and, again, watching on hard knocks, which isn't, you know, definitive or anything, then maybe you can't throw him out there week one, but they got to at least start integrating him into the offense soon. I hear you. All right, let's skip Ryan Tannehill because we have a bunch of other stuff to get to. But what do you think about, uh, you know, who's draftable? How high are you taking, let's say, Tavon Austin? Uh, um, not until like probably the double digit rounds for Tavon Austin. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So he's not a number one in fantasy. To so, I know well, some people think he is though. Our colleague Marcus Grant just wrote a great think, column yeah, about yeah. Tavon Austin. He's he's really high on him. I, I don't know. It's it's going to be tough to like predict the week, which is a I think that's a lame excuse in fantasy. It's it's tough to predict most people when they're going to score big and when they're not going to. But his his games were very volatile last year. Yeah, he had some low scoring ones, some really high scoring ones, and you know they're not in that dome anymore either, which I think could yeah, that plays a part to you know satellite players like Austin and Franciscovich. You know, you said to me yesterday, and I'm fascinated by this in a world that includes Todd Gurley, Adrian Peterson. I know Levy and Bell is is not highly rated in fantasy right now because of the first month of the season, but it, uh, David Johnson's out. You have Lamar Miller where As among my, running backs? My number two ranked behind David John. David Johnson one. Yeah. Lamar Miller two. And then Adrian Peterson three. Yikes! That's crazy. What's wrong with that? I just, you were just, just talking about the Texans offense and how I like oh. Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller very much, but yeah. but you know feet to the fire I probably would go and I hear and read what Harmon says I still go Todd Gurley I'm a snob I use my eyes and I use my belly and they serve me well I don't need advanced numbers to know I look and see Todd Gurley's better I'm taking him he's a better football player so you, you don't need that's what you I don't, say you don't need numbers to win in, an, in, a, in a game that's based on numbers don't you tell me and try and humiliate me in front of I'm me. not no. I'm just telling you you just killed him no I don't <laughs> fist bump him either Roasted. that only encourages that kind of behavior Ike. Totally. how say you well i mean who would you draft at running back ike at running back number one and two number one in running back ap gonna be two and Le'Veon, i don't i don't think Le'Veon is going to suspend him. why do you I keep mean, saying that if he's not he's the number one yeah, yeah see that's yeah, true yeah, say it again crazy. tell me again oh oh and by the way 
how about this, Franciscovich? What? Levy and Bell or Antonio Brown if they both are starting in week one? Who would you take? Antonio Brown. Really? Yeah. yeah. Receivers over. I, say, I just yeah. love Antonio Brown. Ike, why do you keep saying Levy and Bell's not going to – that's I just, suspension? I just don't think he is. Because why? And I do think the Tweet, standard is interesting. Can they? Can there be something in, uh, you know, in the fine print um, with the NFLPA agreement or whatever that says – Hey, if the NFL calls you, you have to you 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 must check your voicemail periodically to know that you got him. I mean, that's a weird standard. If his story is why change my phone and they left me voice messages and I just never got them, it is kind of hard to it's if hard. you're the NFL say, well, but you have to check. It's you're required as an NFL player to check your voicemails. It's, hard. it's a weird thing to say. It's very weird. It, it, that that's a total gray area. I changed my phone. Right. So. I didn't see you call it. Here's what's in his here's what's in support of his argument. Sort of like I guess Shannon uh or Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. Like who would go on Twitter? She she said like who would write a book about killing somebody in this manner and then kill somebody in this manner? Or is that your smoke screen? Is that your excuse? Well, I wrote a book. Of course I wouldn't carry that out. Levy and Bell is his excuse is Oh, he's going on Twitter and joking about like, oh, I'm not getting tested today. Who would joke about that if they actually thought they were being tested like that? No, I, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? No, no, I, I see exactly what you're saying. He shouldn't do it. He definitely shouldn't joke like that. You know, especially. No, I think it supports his side. Like, well, obviously, uh, I didn't know you guys were looking for me, or else I wouldn't be joking about that. Uh, just just for his background and what he's been going through, you don't want to joke about the test. <laughs> This is like a, a whirlwind of yeah, you maybe should have. <laughs> you want you don't want to joke about the test. Hey, all right, now it's time. Here he comes, everybody. Sully, he is. This I'm excited about. You know, he's the target of my scorn excited. because why? Because Sully is a Texas native. He's from. Do we have to cover this every single time yeah, I come on did. the show? Yes. Okay. He's from the state of Texas, so he roots for the San Antonio Spurs. Fine. I was born and raised in San Antonio. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I think every single one of your listeners is. But if the there. Mavericks or Rockets were better when you were growing up, no, you would have I was born in San Antonio. It's, I'm, a, I'm a Spur. I know, but if the Spurs were crummy and the no. Mavericks had been better, you would have no. rooted for them. No. All right. Hey, and I, he goes I, to Tennessee, and no. he becomes the biggest Tennessee fan. I was born oh. and raised a Vol fan because my dad went to Tennessee. I love so Peyton Manning. Oh, he loves I Peyton do. Manning. And then somehow. You remember the Peco hot sauce? The pickle hot sauce? The Peco hot sauce. Peco? Yeah. This stuff made in New York City. New <laughs> yeah, York Peco. City. <laughs> the the you chips. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somehow. Awesome. So that <laughs> your story that. holds yeah. up. To yeah. hear, but somehow you're a Seattle Seahawks fan. So oh, much so that you rooted against your beloved Peyton Manning when he played the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. That's correct. That's correct because I'm a Seahawks Where's fan. Where's your honor, wow. sir? I'm a Seahawks fan. I mean, I, I, I got to gotta support the Seahawks. I was, it doesn't I make jumped any sense. Jumped on the bandwagon in 2005. They were pretty good then, but that's when I went to my first game in uh, what was Quest. And, uh, 2005? Yeah. We smoked them in 2000. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I that's right. Uh, I fist bump you. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's right. I always say, it's even still. Dyke Taylor, I like to it's give him the sticks. business about not catching enough, not holding on to those ints Didn't very much. Cold in Alaska. But I also, <sighs> like, but I also like to always point out, in your favor, Ike, two straight weeks, two biggest games of your life, AFC title game in Denver, big pick before the half ends it. You picked off yeah, Jake the Snake. The snake. And then uh, Roethlisberger threw it in the back of the end zone. Game over. He went six shooters, and uh, and the rest was history. 
Then you travel to Detroit, pick off Matty Ice, Matt Hasselbeck. I got, I got. Pay- Not Matty Ice. The Matty other Ice. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Hasselbeck <laughs> deserves that. I was gonna say he deserves. Yeah. yeah. I got paid from my playoff performances. Okay. Not what I did in the regular season. Now. I, d- I didn't come for. I didn't come on the show for a Steelers history lesson. Well, you just did. I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you need if, if it upsets you. If if you get emotionally upset by remembering Super Bowl Forty, then uh, our work here is That's, done. Yeah, exactly. But all right, <laughs> you did something uh, a while back that was sort was, of fun. You compared NFL QBs to sort vegetables. Of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was my last uh, last episode, and we were having lunch or something together, if I'm not mistaken. A uh, whole bunch of us just started having the convo about. Now usually I balk at stuff like this. I think there it's it no, seems what are you creative, but about? isn't. But then you did great work. Run through a few. Okay, so uh, Emma MVP cut a little segment from that, and we'll uh, we'll go ahead and roll that now. Okay. Andy Dalton is Brussels sprouts. Why? Uh, because you, uh, this is my opinion. I don't like Brussels sprouts. You got to do a lot Ooh. to Brussels sprouts. You got to do a lot to it. Ah, okay. I've this is a, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Brussels sprouts aren't good by themselves, but if you butter them up and you uh, get some of those nice, fat, uh, thick-cut bacon mm-hmm. chips in there. Yeah, you got to do something to it. You just then they're going to be all right. Yeah, I've actually done a complete 180 about Brussels sprouts since then, but uh, at, the, at, the, at the point in time, I, I, now I can just uh, I love pan. I love Brussels sprouts. Uh, Anyway, okay, so another one, uh, speaking of Peyton Manning and uh, the fellow VFL, he's spinach because uh, he's one of the greatest vegetables out there, but when you put some heat on him, he's going to wilt. Nice. (laughs) That's good, Ike. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. So Damashek and MVP commissioned me to do another one of these this year. and Well, you did good work. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Today, it's wide receivers and dessert. And desserts. Correct. Correct. Okay. We'll start out with the number one wideout out there, fellow Steeler, Antonio Brown. He's an ice cream sundae. Because he's versatile and he's the best in the biz, I think uh, ice cream sundae is is a uh, number one power ranking in, no, in the dessert world. That's see. What? Well, maybe we should. What? 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 It should have been. You're. I hope this isn't going to be your Caddyshack too. No, oh. it's not. Oh, oh don't put gosh. that on me. <laughs> <laughs> don't put that on me. Ice cream sundae is not. Is isn't in the top ten best desserts. I think it is. It's a classic. It's a all time classic. It's it's a it's it's. There's no, does anybody not like an ice cream sundae? Let me ask you that question. But yeah, I mean, to, to, line is not so certainly not <laughs> so inspired what, what, what by. What would you? What would you? Have yeah. What, 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 what would have been dessert? Would you have a right? Antonio Brown. Who, who is your? What is your? What is the best dessert out there? Because he's obviously the best whiteout. He'd be because he's small. You see. Okay. So you need something that's super tasty, but you can't have too small much package. because it's, yeah, ice so, cream cake. What do you mean ice cream? Ice cream cake's the best uh, the best cake out there. Oh, that's that, you know that, that's what? a popular opinion. It, 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 ice cream two cake worlds is not <laughs> What? Ice cream cake yeah, if you're if you're I'm nine the, years old or younger, it's all right. I'll just stick cake. with vegetable talk. I'm not a big okay. 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 I want I want a super, super rich piece of like, you know, high end dark chocolate. Okay. Like what? That's like that. Give me like a the chocolate you get, you know, those because chocolate bars like 
92% cacao bean. Oh, no, because it's, it's, it's good. Too it's much. Good. It's, too it, much. It's, it's, it's good, but it's in small packages. It's right. a small right. whiteout. That's what I'm right. getting at. I get, I get you. I it's get ice it. cream it's Sunday. Kind of, it's kind of snobby. Yeah, a little snobby. A little snobby. A little, I like, I like little bougie Okay, yeah. and, and Antonio Brown's <laughs> like a six-round pick that, that came up the up the, up the the gridiron, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, six-round pick part of it. Yeah, there should be you something that's something like, that. like, oh, you know what's like? Maybe he's a Jolly Rancher. Small. A Jolly Rancher. doesn't cost you a lot, but. Hard to beat that like, d- delicious flavor. A Jolly Rancher is not a dessert. No, it's just a candy. candy yeah, don't candy you dessert. tell me what the dessert is. Check, you're getting, you're getting, <laughs> all right, all right. I don't like to be challenged. Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Not emotional. Another one. Odell Beckham Jr. is yeah. uh, cream brulee because he's always on fire. And it, I mean, come on, his hair looks like cream brulee. Creme brulee. Cream brulee. Cream brulee. Whatever. Creme. Creme. Hey, in, in Tennessee, we call it Typical cream brulee. <laughs> yeah, Give me exactly. one of them cream brulees. Yeah, that's what we call it. Uh, all right, that's Jeez. fine. Because if only because his hair looks like creme. Yes, brulee. yes. Uh, another one. So another one. Uh, Actually, it looks soft- more like a coconut macaroon. Sophomore, sophomore whiteout, Mario Cooper is cupcakes. Uh, he would be a cupcake because it's a trendy dessert. It's up and coming. A lot, a, a very trendy thing to do is open up a little cupcake shop. Ike doesn't like this. Ike, Ike's not liking it. What? No, okay. the, the, okay. the cupcake. The, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. Is it? Is it not? Is it not a trendy dessert? It's, it it's, listen, listen. What if? What if your nickname was cupcake? <laughs> it's, hard <laughs> <to call. laughs> it's just hard to call. Oh, it's just hard. It's, to it's hard to call. Mar- yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Hey, hey, I, I know. I know what you're saying. Coop cake. Coop cake. Amari coop cake. Oh wow. That's there it is. Winning. That's oh, it. God. That's it. All right. <laughs> I Now I got a fist bump. De- Deshaun go. Jackson is oh the Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> because he only <laughs> is only, it's only it's because he only shows up for a month of the season. Uh, <laughs> wow. Is he a specific now Girl Scout going? cookie or just uh, the general? It, Thin, maybe a thin mint. They're all. Thin. They're all overrated. Okay. Oh, he's okay. a thin mint because yeah. he's skinny. He's, right. he's skinny. He's fresh. He's skinny. Right. He's Girl Girl Scout cookies overrated. Oh, don't give me oh, that hot take. They will now. They're ne- the Girl Scouts will never Boo. never sponsor Boo. the Fantasy Live. Podcast, Ike and I first <laughs> fell in love many years ago when he came into Studio 66 and I had an array of Girl Scout cookies for him. And I said, "What's the poop?" And he said, "The poop is these Samoa cookies. cookies." From well, then on, I never looked back. Yeah. I never looked Samoa back. Cookies. <laughs> wow! Wow! MVP on, on the it's ones clutch. and twos. Go clutch. ahead. Any more? Uh, yeah, I got a few. Julian Edelman, Boston cream pie, chalky pick. Yeah. Well, you know. uh, yeah. Uh, same thing on that line. Brandon Cooks is a beignet. Um, Brandon Marshall, tapioca, because it's an old people dessert and it's still loved. <laughs> All right. That's pretty solid. Yeah. All right. This yeah. is. Can we carry solid. on for the uh, sake of the audience? Corderell Patterson, this last one. Uh, he's a VFL. I love him, but he's fruitcake because nobody wants him. Oh. <laughs> Any, any, any. <laughs> Ike, it is now cupcake and Girl Scout cookie aren't good names to me. Do you want to be called a fruitcake? Fruit I, 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 he crazy. Uh, <laughs> How do you not get only, Jordy only, Nelson? Only he can get away. Well, with no, well, I would say Jordy. Jordy's more of uh, maybe um, a s'more because they're making a comeback. No, they're, no, they're, there's got to be white chocolate. He's white chocolate. He's got, Ike himself. Called there's got to be cheese chocolate. involved with Jordy Nelson. Cheese, Green Bay cheese Packers, cheesecake. I like. I mean, maybe that's a little too easy, but yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think he's a, a chocolate cake with vanilla icing. Okay. Oh, he white chocolate for sure. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's I white chocolate. I see him run past a lot yeah. of people, that's and right. this is what you got to understand: like uh, Caucasian receivers, uh, white guys, they're really not that fast. This guy is blazing. Yep. Mm. 
by yeah. the end of, by the end of the day he he and then coach LeBeau just this <laughs> can't have this we, <laughs> we can't have and, this and, and he keep and coach Dickie just keep running the back we can't have this and I'm like <laughs> while the Super I'm Bowl's like, over now coach so yeah, nothing we can right. do till next year I'm like Dick, uh, can you fast forward that part uh, oh. I, I have nightmares still about Jordy Nelson and uh, and Greg Jennings in Super Bowl 45. All right, last thing before we wrap it up. Good job, Sully. Good Thank work there. Scram, get the work on your next uh, food uh, uh, comparison. Back, going back, going back to the workshop. I'll, Running I'll back backs and uh, and condiments. We'll see what happens with that or something okay. like that. Nice. That in the meantime, we wrap nice. it up here. We haven't had Ike around that much in this summer, and so we've so we've been lax with these things. But this is great news, Franciscovich, Harmon, anyone within the sound of my voice. Ike cares very deeply about the game of football, but he also understands that there's a more important game. That's the game of life. And don't feel bad, Harmon and Franciscovich, or anyone <laughs> behind the glass. If you have a question that you need addressed about the game of life, send it along to Ike. Today, though, it's Cincinnati Bengals running back Jeremy Hill who has a question about the game of life. Take it away, Jeremy. Dear Ike, if I'm in the mall shopping, doing my thing, I see a young lady cross my eye, uh, what's the best way of getting her jersey? When I say jersey, I mean her name and her number. Oh, man, it's a, it's a, it's a moment. It's a, it's, it's a spur of the moment, spontaneous kind of thing. So if the young lady is at the full court. And- Let's pretend it's Matt Harmon. Okay. She's a, she, he's a pretty young lady. Let's, let's try your hardest. Why, why he do his eyes like that? I don't know. Was that not was that not he, tantalizing? Yeah, you were. <laughs> he was becoming the role. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm adopting with the role. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting into character. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna play role with the guy. Well, I'm. <laughs> well, I am offended. <laughs> you should. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Uh, say like if the young lady just comes up and she's at the food court, um, and she's ordering, you just politely slide up there. And before she stick her purse and go in her wallet, you tell the cash register, I got it. Wow, that's a great move. I've never I, seen anyone do that. I, I got this. And she's going to tell you no or thank you. No arguing. Go ahead and pay for the cash. Walk with her. Tray it out. Because mm-hmm. usually if, if she's getting it from <laughs> the food court, she's, she's going to get the tray. She's going to sit down. She's going to enjoy that day. Uh-huh. So you sit down. Before you sit down, you put her tray down. Hey, where you sitting at? This is what I'm saying. Okay, put this down. Uh-huh. Bam. Slide the chair back. Ah. Scoot it up for her. And then you introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Mike Taylor. Well, in this case, I'm Jeremy Hill. What's your name? Oh, sit down and talk to a man. And from that point, man, you can get the jersey real easy. That's terrific. I love that. And, and uh, would you uh, – what do you think about – I don't know if we've ever discussed this before. My move is on a first date. Oh, my God. Is the wheel. What, what Coach Belichick said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I have described the wheel. I want to give these young fellas yeah. my, my little uh, okay. move that always works. First date. You when you sit down, should we get appetizers? Uh, you know, like what well, look? What well, looks good? I always like it. You know, I like a calamari. Let's. I like. You know what? Let's get every appetizer on the menu. What? The wheel. You tell the waiter, get me the wheel. Get everything on here. You know what that says to her? That you you don't just survive. You live. You're here. You thrive. And you tell her. You tell her. I don't. You don't have to. I don't care if you take a bite of any one of these. The idea is, I want to give you everything that's available. That's okay. that's the way I roll. 
Yeah, that's I, that's the way it's going to be if you're if you're with I'm, me. I'm writing this down, you know, in my head because <laughs> franchise here is 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 very happily taken long term relationship. Me, my dating life is a complete disaster. <laughs> if you've listened to our podcast, you know that for sure. So uh, yeah, no, that's important. I've never thought about that before. Well, I hope uh, I hope that helped you, you out. Can't forget he liked to eat. That's true. <laughs> so basically, it's for him. That's another. Uh, so that's another side benefit. It's I question. figured it out. No one's okay. ever figured it it's out. It's like it's like when you give. It's like when you give somebody a gift that you're like, oh, I can use this. This too. is for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But since we're getting all these advertisers, I, right. I'll share. Well, somebody has to eat them. Yeah. Hey, dear, look, I got you a 60-inch <laughs> flat-screen TV. <laughs> wait, wait, Zach, where are you gonna put that up? I mean, it'll go. It'll go in my office because then you can. Then we can spend more time together when you come yeah. into. <laughs> Yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> Ike figured it out. That's true. My plan is, is like, oh, well, I, well, the thing is we can't let all these appetizers just go to waste. Okay. I better eat yeah, them. Yeah, we can't. Yeah. Then I have to eat them all. Ain't no wrong with that. Good stuff, Ike. <laughs> Good stuff, Matt Franciscovich, Matt Harmon. First of all, those uh, – Matt, or last of all, Matt Harmon and Matt Franciscovich's dynamite page is available for you at NFL.com. Both uh, great fantasy follows there. The Eminem boys. Ike Taylor, Dynamite, as always. You see him all over NFL media on all the platforms. You see him. You hear him here. You see him on the network. You see him on NFL now. And uh, it's all, we're only just now heating up. We're 20-something days away. Woo. Kickoff. We're in the right time of the year. Hope you'll stay with us. Subscribe, download, comment, all that stuff on iTunes. The music's a little hot there, Emma. <laughs> all right. Fine. Emma, do you have any relationship questions for Ike? Not today. Not today. I'll think about it. Well, there you go. I want you to think of it. You can play that music all you want because you know who's in charge of when the show ends? You. Damashek is in charge. It's been a thin slice of heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can start the music, yes. All right. I like when you say that. So for Emma VP and Sully, Harmon Franciscovich, and Ike Taylor, Dave Damashek here. It's been a thin slice of heaven. (laughs) (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.